uh, in the New Testament, Jesus is said to have been tried in a Jewish judicial body before being turned over to Roman authorities. Uh, and then, I was like, is it um, different in each gospel? When also? Pontius Pilate second guesses his Pontius. decision to have Jesus, whatever, have Jesus crucified. Chris Pontius, uh, Pontiac Chris Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. Uh, Chris Pontius is there, and he's just like, "Well, guys, Party maybe we boy. shouldn't do that." And then a, uh, uh, the Jews are characterized as a bloodthirsty lynch mob. Is uh, what this is in this creation. Um, uh, that's from antisemitism.adl.org. That's the thing that the ADL is probably right about. Yeah. I have a lot that of Chris issues Pontius with the ADL broadly. The yeah, that Chris Pontius killed Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Pontius, Pontius, Pontius is the one who's like, well, guys, maybe we got to slow this sorry, down. Dave Ing- sorry, Dave England killed Jesus. Um, <laughs> what a good Chris jackass Pontius, that would be. I'm Chris Pontius, <laughs> and this is killing Jesus. Yeah. I'm Joy Knoxville, and this is... Jackass. I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is being crucified at Kolkata. I'm Chris Pontius. <laughs> I'm Chris Pontius, and this is Jesus dying for your sins. This is three days on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. This is a fact. According to Wikipedia, the average human being shares his or her birthday with over 18 million other human beings. There is no evidence that suggests that sharing the same birthday creates any type of behavioral link between those people. If there is, Wikipedia hasn't discovered it for us yet. But we hear it as you know have, because that's right, folks. are their stories. (laughs) Dung, dung. (laughs) If they add... Every television show would be improved by adding the law and order. Dun, dun. Uh, but uh, no, that's right, folks. It's As You Know Time, the podcast dedicated to covering the first and last of every television show in existence. We are here. We are us. We're ready to talk about it. I am Ian Benson. Joining me always, he is headed to, to Iowa to try some deep fried Oreos. It's Travis Marmon. How's it going, everyone? And he refuses to take his shirt off and is now going to fight with everyone on the cast and crew. It's Stephen Dunn. <laughs> Does my character really think the baby's gonna suckle from my nipple? Maybe it was just that I'm like weirdly sleep deprived, but the existence of the television show The Manny was a wonder. Was like wow, thirty rock good, levels of funny no, to me. My first no, note was we should watch show. The Manny. <laughs> like that's a also good later show. when the one guy is For just sure. like, "Holy shit, is that or whatever?" You know, are you the? Is that the Manny? Which is just like a perfect encapsulation of the stupidity. <laughs> I have a question like, related to that. Is the Manny real and has it run for seven seasons on CBS? Yeah, probably. Do you guys remember when I suggested that we do a podcast um, about This Is Us called That Is Them? <laughs> no, but that's funny. I do, I, I, I do remember you saying the phrase "That Is Them." <laughs> if we if we just if we just watched the whole show. This Is Us was an American family drama television series created by Dan Fogelman that aired on NBC from September 20th, 2016 to May 24th, 2022. Coming up on that seven-year anniversary. It ain't me. I don't know why. No. Uh, it starred right, 
Uh, I had an ensemble cast starring Milo Ventimiglia, Mandy Moore, Sterling K. Brown, Chrissy Metz, Justin Hartley. Those were the main ones. Then a bunch of children actors that should have been puppets. And also Griffin Dunn. Um, I can't believe how long Mandy Moore's been hot. Like, it's... like <laughs> She's so hot. And she's been hot. She's like, oh... The thing about hot people who are also famous is they get to stay hot for longer than she's other so hot, hot people for do. so long. This is the. This is, I think, also why I was like, I'm enjoying watching this show. Is I sat there and I drank, drank a seltzer. I drank a coffee and then I drank a seltzer and I was like, look at Mandy Moore and her brunette hair and her cute round face. I love you, Mandy Moore. You have always been wonderful, Mandy Moore. And then they're just talking about like, then the one guy's talking about Sally Field and I was like, man, these people understand me. Sally Field, you're also wonderful. We love you, Sally Field. Was Sally Field the one who was at the end of Simple Life? Sally Field was not in. Oh, what? Wait, Sally Field did of... not. Sally Field did not appear in the Simple Life at any well, who point. Is the, who is the Who is the older actress? It was a, they... there was an Oscar winning actress or at least Oscar oh, nominated actress who, who did appear. I it was not it was Sally nominated. Field. Wasn't her I name Sally my, Field? I would have fallen out of my chair if that if Sally Field <laughs> if had appeared on the comes, Simple Life. If comes, the mom. entire podcast would have been about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. We would have been like, why doesn't anyone remember that? Goddamn, Norma Ray is out here doing blackface in the simple life. I would have been, I would have become a, a crusader. Anyway, my mom was always uh, really hot for Milo Ventimiglia on this show. Every time we talk really about hot. this is us, she'd be like, "All the men on that show are really hot," and I'd be like, we "Okay, mom." I mean, we, we haven't done. Me know. We haven't done Gilmore Girls yet, right? No, we haven't. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing track now. We have um, about we have about forty five people who want to be guests on a Gilmore Girls episode. Yeah, and episode, they all had their sexual awakening because Milo Ventimiglia was on that show. That's the thing about it. And he has a very powerful mustache in this one. And he's Pittsburgh. The woman's name father. was indeed Sally, um, but uh, her last name was Kirkland. Yeah, it was an actress I had. Oh, never it's heard a Kirkland of. brand, Sally Field. Yeah, that's right. If you go to if you go to Costco. Or is it Sam's Club? Fuck. It's Costco. It's Costco. Costco. Yeah, if you go to Costco, you can get off-brand Sally Field. I've never been to a Costco. Feels it's like I'm really uh, missing out. That's we very were Costco- strange. My, going to Costco, I sucked because my dad would get just like fascinated in there by the amount of things that you could buy in bulk and what, how great the deals were. So you just want he would wander around like a child in Costco. Someone said something about like once about uh, if you if you removed the goggles of routine and cynicism or something like that and you just went to the store you would be overwhelmed by the sublime delight that our world contains and i do believe that that's what happened to paul marman when he stepped into a costco he just loves deals (laughs) he got a lot of great deals and i would be miserable for me because as i was explaining recently i hate to be in a store for any longer (laughs) than i need to be there to get what i came for any kind of store, almost. Do you almost do online shopping, Trav? No, no not just really. I just like I will run. Yeah, it's like I'll run errands, and I'm there to accomplish something. And I don't want to dawdle around a store. I hate being in one. As a 31 year old man now, uh, one of my premier ways to hang out with people is, oh, I'll just go to the store with you. No, I don't oh. need to buy anything. I'll just hang out. Anyway, this is us. This is us. This is who we are. A guy who likes going to the store and a guy who hates going to the store. And I'm not sure which part of this Stephen lands on. So it is, uh, This Is Us is about the Peterson family? Is that Pearson. what their name was? Pearson. Pearson. That's what it is. The Pearson family um, following the lives of Kevin, Kate, and Randall, three, well, triplets. We'll call them triplets. 
for expediency. What about all the, the other big people three, as they're referred to? The big three, yeah. We got Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron <laughs> James, and their parents, uh, Jack and Rebecca. Uh, it is told uh, in uh, across timelines with uh, starting in the 1980s with Jack's 36th birthday, and then picking up in 2016 with the 36th birthday of the tw- of the triplets. Uh, this is supposed to be a plot twist at the end of the finale. That's I mean, the so end of the first funny. episode, which is hilarious. It's so camp. What's this the is, plot this twist? Is, this to me is camp. That, 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 oh. that there are two timelines and that they're the kids that Rebecca's pregnant with in the first place. Oh. Um, is a thing that you were supposed Steven to be now just surprised by. Which, partly, it's like, if you know about this show through osmosis, yeah. like, you know it's about triplets, so it's kind of brilliant, but like... Like I was watching with Alex and she didn't know that, but then we were arguing before this podcast on if that was a twist or not, because she was like, well, I figured that out. It was so obvious. I was like, just because it was stupid and yeah. badly done I didn't figure doesn't it mean it wasn't trying to be a twist. And that's why they suddenly were like, you want a cigarette in this hospital? And then a bunch of news clips from 1980. It's amazing. Why. It's amazing that they're like, by the way, it's 1980 or just the like. Hey, buddy, here's a cigarette. And he's like, oh, what? And then they just pan back and you're like, you've never seen any of these people. <laughs> and then we they're like, the, the Ayatollah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like <laughs> hostage crisis. Yeah, I was really confused about the cigarette in the hospital. That was very M. Night Shyamalan of them to be like, oh, if you really pay attention, the hints are everywhere. Uh, you know how M. Night Shyamalan of it this show is, Stephen? It takes place in Pennsylvania. No, it's so M. Night Shyamalan. He himself appears in season four. Yeah. <laughs> Is that part of Kevin's acting career, I assume? Yeah, uh, the director arcs? of a movie in which Kevin has a role. I assume that Kevin played the beach that made them old. Okay, not related to when Kevin is in, as I learned yesterday, he gets cast in a Ron Howard war movie with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And then has a, some sort of breakdown when Kate is visiting set and talks to Sylvester Stallone about their father. And then Sylvester Stallone talks to Kevin about his father. And then there's an explosion on set as part of the movie. And it causes Kevin to injure his leg. And then he gets addicted to painkillers. It must be so cool to write for one of these shows. <laughs> it must be so fun and cool. They're the best comedic writers on the planet. Yeah, it's just... I think being a TV writer is really interesting because I assume... We stand with them, by the way. I assume TV writers have watched a lot of TV. Now, if they haven't, that's one thing. But if they have, you're like, oh, I got to do something I haven't seen before. But there's just been so much TV, guys. I mean, we've covered what half of it? Do you think at this point? Ah, uh, something like that. We're getting yeah, there. We're, we're about halfway. We're coming down. up on that soon, I think. Yeah, um, and and that's that's so many, and all the episodes that we haven't seen. Like, gosh, I mean, maybe somebody is an actor who is in a Kevin Costner war movie, and then the other things you said, in, Ron in, Howard and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, um, Costner yeah, the cause was not mentioned at all. Great. Um, proper nouns are tough. Um, <laughs> like, maybe that's what all happened in a show before, and, and <laughs> we just missed it, you know, or they missed it. It's tough. It's tough out there. You got to add more details, more weird details. If you're Other not notable go- guest stars that have appeared on this television program. Katie Couric plays herself in a reoccurring series of nightmares. That Kevin has. <laughs> That's Lol. awesome. That rules. I love that. <laughs> a reoccurring dream about an interview by Katie Couric going badly. 
Uh, Brad Garrett plays the television pre- president tasked with negotiating Kevin's exit from the Manny. Ron Howard plays himself. Mario Lopez, of course, plays himself. Seth Meyers plays himself. It took, sorry, it took me a second to realize you meant like the president of the network and not like Brad Garrett yeah. was playing a guy who played the president on TV. That is what reason. I thought he you meant first, sorry. Sorry. He has to negotiate sorry. with the Manny. I <laughs> Which would be incredible. Casting Brad Garrett yeah. as the president. I would, I mean, <laughs> please give me that deep, deep voiced, sad, dark eyed president. Like, I would, I would Who's love that. He's also 6'8. Yeah. I would vote for Brad Garrett. I think Tall's an important. This uh, is the closest we'll get is if we get Fetterman all the way to the White House. That's the closest we can get to a Brad Garrett presidency. Travis, you've cut off Stephen on, I believe, a very important theory that they are about to put forward about Tall being. <laughs> Stephen started saying, I think Tall is the most. I think, ta- yeah, I think tall is a pretty important uh, trait for a president to have, you know? Yeah, they, we should have elected we, Osama. That guy was tall as hell. If we mm-hmm. have a short, he did great things for... He should have been president uh, instead of killing people. Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just think if we elected a short president, you know, he, he, he you know, Napoleon complex, he, et cetera. Exactly. Uh, Katie Sagal plays herself. Jimmy Simpson plays a coworker that Randall talks out of committing suicide on Christmas Eve, a role that Jimmy Simpson was born to play. Guy committing suicide on Christmas <laughs> Eve. That's true. You Kevin, look at Kevin, that guy, a man I have been told I look like before, <laughs> and you see him and you think, that guy could take it. That guy could take his own life from the workplace on Christmas Eve. Kevin dates the T-Mobile girl or the AT&T girl at some point. She has a uh, name. Milana Vaintrub. And you know the name, but most people know as AT and T girl. Yeah, I'm that's just true. Saying. I I would have had to I would have had to ask who it was. Um, you know, the, I didn't say online. She he he dates that online sexual harassment victim. I just said the AT and T girl. I mean, who isn't an online sexual harassment victim? Yeah, but she's the one where every time I see I those ads, I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. That was weird. Yeah, it's always weird to see how they cover up her ass with like tables and counters <laughs> and stuff. Like it actually she directs all the all the blocking now or whatever. It, because yeah, of all it feels that shit. it actually feels like a bit at this point. <laughs> she played Sloan Sandberg. Great name. Great, Great yeah, name. yeah. Great name. <laughs> let's let's all appreciate that name. We're so not going to say anything weird about her because <laughs> enough weird things. Oh, she's thirty six years old. That means she's ready to star in her own oh version of This Is Us. It's her 36th birthday. She was on ER as a very young child. Who do you guys share birthdays with? Mark are Wahlberg. Are you like them? Um, oh, yeah, Travis, are you like Mark I, I Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg's exec schedule. Uh, All the people I share my birthday with are lame as hell. Like, there's nobody cool. Pete Wentz, I think, is another one of mine. Okay, I do play bass. The most famous person seems to be Kylie Minogue. I mean, she rocks. I, I do like Kylie. I do like Kylie Minogue. Um... Seth Rollins, hell yeah! Sure, <laughs> um, just a million people I've never heard of. Like the number one is some guy named Roman Atwood, who's a YouTube star that I've never heard of. Wow, I'm okay. Let's 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 see what we got. Um, Football legend Marion Motley, uh, Iron Maiden drummer Nico McBrain, Nick Kenny Kroll, G- a man who's in Stephen's phone or Stephen is in I'm his in, phone. Yeah, That's Travis's phone. birthday. That's a lot like. Why are you on my birthday? I'm on my birthday. Look at your own dang birthday. Oh, because I can say my own. I know mine. I'm. I'm. I'll recite the good ones in a second. I'm I'm just just reacting to yours for mine, like Kenny G and Jeff Garland. 
Yeah, sorry. I was I was looking at. I have both of yours. Oh, up, and here, I was just, here's the most exciting one I think for the three of us. Is it Zoldrunas Ilgauskas? It is Zoldrunas Ilgauskas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know Tory, who we are. Tori Holt. No, uh, I wasn't saying mine because I have some fucking heavy hitters. Uh, you Wait know, a like minute. Off the top. Holy shit, guys! Guess who was born on May twenty eighth? You. A lot no. of people. Shut your damn mouth. Roughly no. 18 million people are currently alive. John Fogarty. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe it? What a coincidence. It's almost like uh, we were bound together. Born in on some the bayou way. in May 28. It is. It does seem like that. Uh, yeah. For me, the big ones, uh, I mean, immediate number one off the top rope, Shaquille O'Neal, another March 6th birthday. It's a big one for me. Uh, we're a lot of like Tyler the Creator. We're also a lot of like. Gabriel Garcia Marquez, also a lot alike. Glenn Greenwald, <laughs> nothing alike, nothing at all alike. Um, nope. David Gilmore, you guys go wild for that one, right? Woo! Uh, and then, of course, the biggest, the baddest, the most important one, the queen herself, Connie Britton. Oh, wow. Another, another uh, Pisces queen. Oh, look at this. Carrie Mulligan, Gladys Knight. From and the pips and the pips, all of them too. <laughs> all Her of them. All right. and the pips. Uh, so those are the people we share our birthdays with, which is an important thing with this show. Um, oh Steven, no, I, I just got a bad one. Oh, it's um, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he'll die on that day. Parody, parody, parody. Uh, Your tits belong to me. Ayn Rand died on my birthday. I think that I threw a party once. Ronald Reagan died on mine. You should have a party to celebrate that. Parody, parody, parody. Um, Steven, you mentioned that you had been exposed to this television program, except it seems that you were exposed it was to far less than you originally realized. No, 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 let me talk about, let me talk about my exposure to this, to this program. It's just about <laughs> people in California with four kids, um, with, you know, Peter Cross and Dak Shepard hey. and... and <laughs> And it's, you know, that deals with Craig T. Aut- Nelson, you know, Asperger's themes. Mae Whitman. They talk about, they do a lot of stuff with, with, with sign language and deaf people. And, you know, it's kind of a bunch of Friday Night Lights alums t- are on tear it. Tearjerker. Yeah. I, I knew all of that before I watched, before I watched it here. Travis, what about you? The so I, <laughs> I had not really been exposed to this. Us. I remember seeing the ads for it and thinking it was like a parody of this kind of show. My Mom kind and dad. Of I think my you parents were right. watched it. My yeah, mom my, kind of yeah. is. <laughs> my parents watched it. My sister and brother in law watched it and cried every time. Um, and my understanding of it was largely this one tweet that was something along the lines of I think what happens in This Is Us is every week they all get together and cry and then pass away in a big bed. Yeah. And, and I that sent that to like- my mom and she was like, Yeah, pretty much, except that doesn't mention all the hot men. And I was like, Okay. I mean, and. I picked it because. How is that like, any different, Travis? How is that any different than uh, Six Feet Under? <laughs> uh, Six Feet Under, they don't hug and cry together. They're all yelling at each other. Much more your speed, Travis. Yeah, I picked it. Um, you know, this has been one of unwinding due since we first conceived of this podcast because it was the perfect example of show where we were like, I don't really know what that is, and I don't really want to find out by actually watching it, but I would definitely get a get just a little slice of it to understand 
and gain knowledge of this thing. And it was really popular. And also because, as we've already made fun of 20 times in this recording, it is one of the worst names for a show ever. <laughs> it's amazing. It is so fucking stupid like that is why it's unbelievable that that's the name of this show it feels like it could have ended like you how you thought little women did end and just like <laughs> where they literally have and my in the women. end they were us would you have watched this show if it was called the big three uh i we did go spent- i went to a big three uh uh event no. at the united center with some friends so i'll go oh that's cool who's playing Oh, fuck, who did play in that? I remember doing a lot of re- noticing jerseys more than who was actually playing. Uh, I want to say Baron Davis was there or something. The that, there might have been fucking world. There might have been a roided out Mike <laughs> Bibby. One of the more autistic things you've said. Okay, <laughs> it's just you have to understand. There was a guy wearing a Donovan McNabb Syracuse basketball jersey. <laughs> Um, Wait, did he play basketball at Syracuse? He was like, as a freshman, he was like on the basketball team. He like didn't really play, but they he do was that. There. A, they do that a lot, or they'll be like, "You can play <laughs> basketball in our school," and then freshman year happens, and then they're like, "You're not doing that anymore." Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, it's, just, it's hard hard to find the time and to be good at both, etc. Um, yeah, who did play? I want to say Jason Maxiel might have been there. Some real guys is really, you know, how it shook out, probably. Um. Yeah, this is a show that I mostly only know from it existing uh, and being like, I am aware of the of some of the actors. This The weird thing with this show is top two, the, the parents know who they are. One of the sons, absolutely. The others, never seen before in my life. But yeah. I will say, credit to Justin Hartley, he's the only Green Arrow this podcast recognizes. Because the one that's on Arrow was like anti the strike. Well, Justin Hartley, I haven't heard anything about being anti the strike. <laughs> so you're the only Green Arrow we recognize, Smallville's Green Arrow. Sterling K. Brown is a tremendously talented actor. And I think he made a mis- He's probably very rich and happy. I wish he had done more interesting work than be on the show for seven years or whatever, or six years. This was him coming off like People versus OJ. He literally like he wins that Emmy and then he is on this show. He is he is a supernova. Yeah. Did you read about how what the the original conception of what this was show was supposed to be? I actually did not. So Fogelman wrote this as a movie at first, and it was going to be about eight people, and then the big reveal at the end was that they were all going to be octuplets. Oh, at the end of the movie. Yes. He was going to have a movie that was eight separate characters, and at the end, you revealed that they are... He was going to do, like, Magnolia or whatever, but then, surprise, they're all siblings. It, you know, I really like... You know the what's the thing thro- about really Magnolia? Like the throwback, I really like the throwback, like, art style, but it's, you know, it's just, it's just like, you're playing such disconnected people, and then the story doesn't really come together at the end that well, and the, the battle system gets a bit stale... But I've heard two amazing. Boo. I don't know what he's referencing. Octopath Traveler. Okay. He's is trying like to make Octodad? Octopath Traveler. It's exactly yes, it like Octo like Dad. <laughs> yes. Um, it's also like this is us apparently. That's Prototype. stupid. That's stupid. That's stupid. Because you know what's the <laughs> other thing? Magnolia only works barely because it's made by Paul Thomas Anderson, and even then. That movie is extremely made by a 28-year-old. It shows a lot. Paul Thomas Anderson himself, and I was like, yeah, I probably could have cut down like 20, 30 minutes out of that one. Dan Fogelman, 
You are a successful television person. You are not. The, you are not Paul Thomas Anderson. And I know this because I have watched clips and read the reviews of your film Life Itself. Your attempt to basically do that. This is also Which, the era where there was just a lot of these big ensemble sappy movie dramedies like he did crazy stupid love which is one of those and then there's all the gary marshall ones that are all the, the he's just not that into you and the all the holiday ones um it's like that was just like a thing that was going on in hollywood at this time so they're like wow our lives are so connected kind of movie. uh in 2018 dan fogelman had his film released uh by amazon that he wrote and produced and directed and it stars oscar wilde and, this is life oh, itself Os oscar, it stars oscar wilde that's crazy it stars oscar isaac and olivia wilde i think okay. i'm except i think it's okay <laughs> that's that fair. I, I think it's very understandable <laughs> how i did that one yeah <laughs> um mandy patankin olivia cook uh, annette benning antonio banderas and uh you have annette benning is uh is, is the therapist of of a character of like a character or something like that this is the least we've ever talked about a show that's fine well i just want to get to the part that's in this movie true. uh that's a notable here because what it is is just like it it follows like this couple and uh they 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 wind up you know it's like oh abby's pregnant and uh you know uh Here's what it is. Walking down the street after having lunch with his parents, Abby announced that they were having a girl and wanted to name her Dylan. Distracted, Abby was struck by a bus while a little boy watched from inside. She dies and the baby survives. Will, blaming himself, shoots himself in front of the therapist. This is the end of act one of the movie where now we pick up with the child of those two. And then like act three, like again, jumps forward in time and it does like all of these things it's like if cloud atlas was just this is us so it's great to see that he refused to abandon this idea after making a successful television program and was like i'm gonna tell an interconnected life story we're all just people and the remarkable thing about this is us that i think uh is that the reason why i was like i enjoy this and as i said earlier to travis is this show is i think functionally a parody of the weepy adult hits camp television show. And yes, in that it's it's a camp version of it. It's unknowingly a parody, but it amps everything up so much to that level where you're like I can't help but laugh at any of this. It definitely wasn't the worst watch I've ever had. There were there were there were some things that were like cringe to the point where I was like I really wish they wouldn't do this, but certain things were cringe to the point where I was like I'm entertained. Yeah. I, and also we watched Mind Mencia for this podcast. Nothing will come close. Oh, to that. yeah. No, we've watched much worse shit, but this was a like thing where it was like, it. this is the hokiest thing I think we've ever yes. watched, and like, I'm allergic to hoke. Well, I don't oh, know what I, you're I, talking I, I about, Travis. <laughs> you're, you're, um, your team beat up my team. You gotta put a headset on or and start sneezing. Time. I'm seeing if this, tr this number on Wikipedia is true that they cite. As I'm on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia... Oh, Wikipedia's first sentence is... The intertitle references a Wikipedia source statistic about how many people share the same birthday. So I think that's fun that Wikipedia is just like, no, 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 listen. Um, but yeah, so we follow, I mean, like, there's no great, well, I bet, you know what, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, let me do this. This has definitely got some synopsis. Yeah, that's exactly. Detail. Let me go to this is wiki. This is us wiki. <laughs> us oh, there's no good you. synopsis here. It's easy. Yeah, I mean, it starts with... You know, the 
this the Wikipedia parents, statistic. Yeah, the Wikipedia statistic, and then we get then we get what, we Jack, get what people are here for. Right off Milo the bat, Ventimiglia and Mandy Moore. No, we get Milo Ventimiglia's ass. We get Milo Ventimiglia's nude ass. And you're like, look at this hottie. And then he drapes a terrible towel over his dick. And I am Barely. physically repulsed. <laughs> I didn't even put together that that was a, ter- a terrible towel. What? I think I, was, I think I was screaming like, at you. Oh I was eating dinner at the same time. You know, I think I might have missed that it was a Steelers towel. That was a terrible towel. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah, it's set. Yeah, it's. It's. He is holding his his nude body. He is he like Adam with a fig leaf. He is with a terrible towel. Oh, that's violence to me. But yeah, yeah that's right. Can we explain like. for the non-sports fans in the audience what a terrible towel is? Uh, a terrible towel is the uh, the the yellow towels that Steelers fans uh, wave above their head as they cheer on their quarterback, who is a monster. Well, I guess he's no longer a monster. It's just Kenny Pickett. Um, he's fine. But And at the time that this is said, it's I mean, he- late career Terry Bradshaw. They stand there and they uh, they uh, engage in one of the worst ritualistic things that Americans can do, which is be fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they have. Yeah, and they're like, and they're like, and they're like ragged and like coming apart and stuff, and that's why they're terrible towels. But that's like the cum soaked. His cum soaked <laughs> terrible towel. <laughs> my my dad went to a Dolphins playoff game in the eighties, I believe, against the Steelers, and. Him, him and my uncle went and they always talk about that there were Steelers fans near them waving terrible towels and this one guy kept just like saying terrible towel to them as he waved it and then I think my dad well, that was like, he was saying acquired it I think we had it for, for a long time like it was just in our home my father uses one when he like works on bike repair so he has just this oil stained <laughs> yeah, they're terrible just, like, towel shitty, yeah they're like they're rags they're, yeah 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 not, it's, yeah it's, they're small rags enough of size to cover yourself immodestly as well, your, your extremely as pregnant your, wife, Mandy Moore. The most pregnant answer. anyone's ever been, uh, Mandy Moore, comes out uh, with the lingerie and, and uh, seduces him on his 36th birthday, does her dance, um, and uh, it's delightful. Mandy Moore is, is an interesting case because most people are like, oh man, this rapper later turned to acting, or like this, this actor tried to make a rap career and it didn't really work as well like you know will smith Mm -hmm. is an actor and you're like okay he's definitely an actor first and then he's a rapper i guess too whereas mandy moore is like yeah she's a singer and an actress i don't know (laughs) like she was a pop singer that wasn't that popular She's popular-ish, had, you know? But, like, was, like, way if Mandy second Moore's tier numbers below, like, happened other superstars that time. Yeah, but if Mandy Moore's hap- numbers happened to anyone now, we would be like, the new cultural zetgeist has appeared. Right. Yeah, Here right. is your the new god. nature of, of how, uh, yeah. the, how media is consumed now. Uh, but, but yeah, I was never that popular, and then she was in movies that weren't that popular, but, like, everyone... And she was married to a terrible person. She was married to Ryan Adams, just uh-huh. insane. And she, was in the film years? Li- and she was in the film License to Wed, which I saw in theaters. She made the song Candy, and she made the song Crush, and it has nothing to do with, <laughs> with know, Candy Crush. Games, games that boomers <laughs> are addicted not, to. not. Um, but, like, yeah, I don't know. Her music career and her film career are both like, yeah, she's in movies that I've heard of and made songs that I've heard of. And that's just, like, the same 
the same level. I can't think of anyone yeah. else like that. Maybe Busta Rhymes or not Busta. No, 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 that's not right. Maybe Ice Cube is, okay. a, is like is another example. But Ice of, Cube is a part of several of like the most like seminal albums in his genre. Right? Yeah, he's definitely. And, like, yeah. I couldn't tell he's you what made hip hop guy first and like. an actor second. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Jennifer Lopez, honestly, would be like the. Ah, uh, no, the she's a singer first. Like, I don't really, she was an actress first. No, but like in my head. I think that might be speaking actually to Travis's point then. Yeah, I think that's also, also a, like what age you, guys you were know when you became Ryan a Adams. Because uh, I clicked on Ryan Adams' Wikipedia page for the first time and maybe ever. Did you know that in response to uh, several women accusing him of sexual harassment, he delayed his album? Uh, and then between two, 2020 and 2022, he released six albums. And I bet they're all That's great. sick, dude. I bet those are fantastic. You go remember the A- remember when AV Club gave his whole album cover of 1989 a better review than Taylor Swift's 1989, which really felt like that was the moment where I was like, "This is sexist, right? Like, this is clear cut sexism." Maybe the stands it's, are onto either, something with their threatening it's people. It's either sexism or just like farce, contrarianism. Like yeah, yeah, just trying to be. That's just, just trying, like, to, trying to be eyebrow raising. And it was like, yeah. 1989, they were like B plus. Ryan Adams, 1989, A minus. And I was like, I don't understand how this happened. He, uh, he had a but yeah, Mandy Moore divorced him and then uh, was on This Is Us. And uh, good good 2016 for her. The only person who had a good 2016. <laughs> One of them. Uh, yeah, was that the year everybody's talked about celebrity deaths the whole year? I, uh, well, for the first half of the year, yeah. People that's what I that. was referencing. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so then we see, uh, we, we cut away from, you know, this, and we, we follow a couple plot lines. We see a, a personal assistant, Kate, who is uh, celebrating her birthday by recommitting to weight loss. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we see her uh, looking at her fridge where there's a cake and a sign and like a post-it note that says, do not eat until birthday party. And then she rips the post-it note off and it says, seriously, what is wrong with you? And she closes the door in disgust. So, did anyone else find it kind of obnoxious that they were like, "Oh, we gotta expo, we gotta exposition this fat character. All of her traits are that she's fat and doesn't want to be." <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I thought that was pretty shit. Like, why can't you just have a fat character on a show and not have their char- personality be fat? Well, everyone has to have a personal struggle, and so like that's hers. You know, they have to have their thing that they're dealing with. And I, I, I would guess that based on her romance uh, with um, Toby, uh, yeah, a horrible Toby. man who I found quite, tr- I found him quite charming. Honestly, he did was you like say horrible name or like, horrible man, Stephen? Horrible man. Oh, <laughs> you hate Toby. <laughs> yeah, Toby great. The division that exists throughout this episode. What did episode. he do? Why was why was Toby yeah, wait, so why awful? Why did you hate Toby? Well, he was like, like, first of all. That thing he did in the class was rude and weird. Like, Where he laughed at that woman's story. That was rude and weird. Like, it was weird. Uh, what I called a Travis representation in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have been like, sorry, I thought of something that happened five years ago that was funny and began <laughs> laughing because that's the reality with me. <laughs> but, like, like, and what he was laughing about wasn't funny. Like, you know. And then, like, he's just another one of those guys that TV shows love to show, like, being rewarded for not accepting people's no's. Like, the entire show, she's like, no. And he's like, hmm, but if I push, 
like and like that's i i just always have a problem with that kind of representation in media because i think it actually does encourage people to act that way um and then and then also like my man if you're talking to a girl and she goes i can't date a fat person right now like you you deserve better sorry sorry her exact words were, I can't fall for a fat person right yeah, now. Yeah, I would say that's yeah, quite like different, it. and especially in the context where you're dating, where you're talking to someone who you met at a over obesity support group thing. Uh, I just think it's very different than if so they're just like, no fatties. Like, those, I, those, I are, those are very different. I just thought, yeah, this for him, he's, I, I can see it from his perspective being like, I got the, oh, she's falling for me already. Wow. He's charming, is what I felt in that. Uh, and, yeah, exactly. And, and then the like, guess I'll lose the weight then. Like, that was cutesy. I don't know. Um, I've I, seen a lot more harmful pursuant rom-com type guys than that, I guess, <laughs> is my thing. Fair enough. And also, I do. I did. Um, I liked the dessert table scene. I did like, well, I'd love to look at it. I'm interested. I, dessert's yeah. one of my passions. And then glancing at me like, actually, we don't want any of these. We'll take the check. Which I took to read, dessert menu sucks. Like, that was how mm. I read it, personally speaking. But I might be projecting on that part. I thought it was just him being like, I'm very interested in dessert conceptually as i thought it was a gag the whole time he was going to set up i don't know or he was yeah probably but i also just i like to believe that he looked at a dessert menu and was like these desserts are fucking trash oh my god he actually does require like decadent uh yeah or he's he's just like oh my god you guys have an olive oil cake and a cheese course wow great dessert menu here okay wow perfect oh you're doing lemon posets because they're all over instagram right now sweet yeah you know what fuck you guys i'll take the Mm. check this is what all I dessert. I'm at a restaurant. All dessert menus are good because almost all desserts are good. <laughs> this is my stance. I, I I know you're a you're the a premier member of the treat boy lifestyle. I would yeah. ra- like if, if I'm if I'm like I would I'll be at a restaurant and be like mm, I could eat some more dessert. How about fries? I was gonna say I have seen you be like second fries. Ooh, what a de- what a decadent treat! Another yeah. order of fries. Yeah, I just I, I have just definitely eaten a waste. piece of cake across from you eating another appetizer. Yeah, it's a better dessert. I wish Matt was here to weigh in on this part because Matt is the person with the most insane food stances we know. A man who has said that a Bloody Mary is too ah. savory for the morning and that French fries are too are too bland for the night. <laughs> yeah, wake wake me up slowly and then just fucking punch me, me in the with face. So it's time to go to bed, mouth. which does sound like how he lives his life. Okay, should we talk about Randall's the beginning of his storyline now with what he's up to? I would like to say Randall's for last in terms of the Okay, we can talk about Kevin, Kevin. the star of The Manny. Kevin's the easiest Because this is delightful. Yeah. Where he's just on a show where he has to have his shirt off all the time. Travis, Uh, I I want to ask a question. How did you feel about that one guy going, Jew, 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 (laughs) Jew? That sounded like a thing a comic, a warm-up comic would do. Like, <laughs> that was the part I don't remember I was like, what he said. He said something Yiddish, and then he's like, "Who understood yeah. the thing that I said?" True, true. Yeah, it was like just weird to it. just be like. <laughs> I like zoned out for a second, and the character. Every show we watch, we're not we're now back to back on very jarring like references, direct references to Judaism on shows. Uh, this one being written by a Jewish man. Um, Jew, Jew. I, I was know. like, wait, wait, are they jeering? Are they pointing yeah. them out and they're told that they have to leave the theater? Jew. Jew. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's on a terrible sitcom called The Manny. Well, first, actually, though, we get nanny. is him waking up maybe right before like a three. Oh yeah. Right. Oh after right. Yeah. House. Like two women are like, "Happy thirty-sixth birthday. Do you want to dance?" He's want- like, "Let me talk to you about the Challenger explosion." <laughs> I had rules. I love to torpedo a hookup by talking about the Challenger explosion. I don't know. I don't know if he picked up these two girls in a bar. If he's dating both of these girls, he seems to be having a party in the morning. Yes. He may have had a party the, and then woke up. Or maybe and they it's were the afternoon. There. I'm not really clear, but they like look out the window and there were people like partying, weren't there? I didn't notice them. I didn't notice that. Well, you guys you guys didn't notice the terrible towel. So I'm not sure about your <laughs> observational abilities regarding this television I program. I was distracted I mean, by the hot ladies who don't know about the my observational abilities. A hundred yeah, please. Please question that. He talks about how it was a, a traumatic experience for him that he watched the Challenger explosion, and thus it like affected his view on birthdays. Question: Like, what was it? Well, he just why was, was he like, bringing it up? Life is wild, man. I Sometimes you're just a kid at eight years old, and you're there, and you're watching the Challenger explode. And you realize you can't improve the world is like what he is saying to these right, women. Right, like that teacher was going to save, change the world. I don't know how, but she was going to. Like, she probably she probably wasn't going to change the world, but it was cool that she was going to be a teacher in space. Like, and then he phrased it as just like explicitly as possible, and he was like, "Little pieces of Krista McAuliffe raining down over <laughs> over the bay." It's like, dang, dude. I forgot also that this because I'm checking to see if there was a house party or if I completely made that part up. But uh, he does. Uh, the show also opens with a Sufjan song, so I was ready to cry. That was what it was. <laughs> the I songs heard, were real tear jerkers. Or I like heard his cheeky. weird whispery singing voice, and I was like, oh no, that weird little child is about to appear, because it's this is Carrion Lowell Errol Sufjan. He's going to be like, I'm going to be like, damn, you should have left his ass in a blockbuster. But uh, I, I think I made up the house party part. Yeah. Anyway, Please. Kevin's on a TV wow, show where he plays a male nanny. Are bad. Mine, too, now. <laughs> and he's got he has his shirt off frequently on it. Uh, and his character. Oh stupid. no! I'm sorry. The second scene shows the second version of this. This is clearly a large house party that is happening in the middle of okay. Los Angeles that they cool. are at. Cool. Uh, there are. Yeah. This is the most people that have appeared on screen in this show at all. He's beginning to question what he's doing with his life, with his acting career, being on this terrible show. Um, and then they bring in Alan Thicke as a guest star. And uh, I really want to talk about Thicke's dad, Robin Thicke's father. Yeah, Alan Thicke. Um, the who, Family Ties dad. One of his right? last. Uh, no. Is that the show that he's from? No, he's Growing, uh, pa- growing, growing pains? pains. Growing Pains. Oh. Oh. Alan wow. Thick, who died in 2016. R.I.P. Um, Alan so Thick. This is one of his final roles. His last. I, I, these are the, all the Alan Thick roles that he. on TV in 2016, plus one posthumous one in 2017. Uh, grandfathered as himself. I don't know what that show is. He did um, an episode of Mike Tyson Mysteries. This is us. Okay. Yes. The Eric Andre show. Uh, <laughs> I am looking at his Wikipedia page, actually, Travis. This you, there's more about this one you need to mention. Uh, the Eric Andre throw where he plays David Allen Thick, where he combines with David Allen Greer, I guess, to play one yes. character. I love the idea of David <laughs> da- uh, of Allen Thick and David Allen Greer doing the fusion dance. Then he was on an episode of Fuller House, a judge on Chopped Junior. Uh, a Canadian sitcom called The Stanley Dynamic. These are all 2016. And then his final, his posthumous 
appearance is as a contestant on Chopped in 2017. I think, I, Travis, I think you've uh, phrased this recap of his career wrong because I think we should talk about how he played himself on Animal Miracles and Just Shoot Me, how he played himself on Joey, how he played himself on How I Met Your Mother, how he played himself on Canada's Worst Handyman 5. Played himself which on I American really, Dad. Yeah, how he played himself on Tosh.0 and in Celebrity Wife Swap and in the television program Celebrity Unusually Thick. Unusually Thick, a Canadian-American mockumentary thick. series. Is he Canadian? He's on a lot of Canadian yeah. shows. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. He's hella Canadian. Was hella Canadian, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, married three times, hosted lots of Disney like parade television programming, uh, consummate professional, loved to sing. Uh, he also had several posthumous film roles, 2017, in movies that are called It's Not My Fault and I Don't Care Anyway. Uh, the mm-hmm. Clapper also has himself. Of and course. With Ed Helms, Amanda Seyfried, Tracy Morgan, Adam Levine. Or Adam Levine. That's his final. This has his final <laughs> film Le- role. Adam Levine. <laughs> Whatever. And something called Love's Last Resort that doesn't even have a blue link yeah. on Wikipedia. Um, grandfathered, by the way, uh, Travis, to answer your earlier question, is a television program where John Stamos learned that he is a grandfather. Where it's like, oh my God, I have a son. Oh my God, my son has a son. Anyway, Alan Thicke is here to play the father of the Manny, and they have like an actual emotional dramatic scene that the crowd is really into. I don't know why the Manny would have that. And then the director guys, is like, guys, what's up? Grandfather also starred Josh Peck. He, of you know, of course, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer but, film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Christina Mila- Milian was oh, yeah. also Great. in it. I didn't know she made the transition to acting. Yeah, Be Cool. She was like, Susan, damn, I cool. saw Mandy Moore. <laughs> this is us. I got to follow suit. Did you ever see Be Cool again? The sequel to Get Shorty. Oh my God, is she on that? Yeah, she's one of the. Yeah, she's like probably fifth build or some. some I'm okay to have forgotten that I I saw. Be cool. Andre three thousands in that movie. We don't need to talk anymore about the works of Elmer Leonard. Uh, that's F. No, I'm sorry. F. Gary Gray is the director. I think that's like the th- the third time F. Gary Gray has randomly made like a sequel to a beloved franchise. That sucks. I fucking hate seeing F. Gary Gray's name because Gary and Gray are too close to each other. <laughs> Bothers me. <laughs> like, is this guy named Gary? Gary? That makes perfect sense to me. I know you would feel that way. I know you're a big Great Gatsby fan, but you don't have to bring him up all the time. <laughs> Anyway, Alan Thicke's here to do an emotional scene that the audience did too, and then the director is like, can you do it again, but with your shirt off? And then he goes, um, he goes nope mode on this. He has one of, this meltdown scene, I wrote, this is one of the worst scenes we've ever watched. It's, again, it's camp. It's so bad. It's so awful. So, so on the, so on the, on the theory, if I was going to write a, if I was going to write an essay about how this is a parody of these tearjerker shows, is like, the scene between him and the guy that the audience loves that he thinks is shit. I mean, obviously the shirt off thing was the breaking point, but he thinks the whole thing is shit is not any particularly worse than the show that we're watching. And I thought yeah. that that was really interesting because the the writers kind of have to know that to some degree, right? Like that, that, that the like manipulative, like, tearjerker emotion dad i is like kind of the genre that we're already watching i don't know but they think their show's profound i'm pretty sure wait wait at least dan fogelman thinks this is profound 
yeah, this is no. He definitely does, and the rest of the people working on the show are just like we are crafting a level of we are heightening this genre so much that we can only be viewed as a postmodern text on this very concept of the weepy television dynamic. And in doing so, we're going to take shots at the other shows that keep network television alive. The most insane, inane sitcoms that you've ever heard in your entire life that no one watches yet does more viewers than Succession. We're going to do this one. It's called Man- The Manny. We're going to have zero jokes because we don't know how to write comedy, but it's fine because people who are watching this haven't seen a television sitcom in a while. And they ex- execute a sublime creation of the mind in a television program, The Manny. And when questioning the character's purpose, he, instead of talking about all the things on it, decides to harp on the, does he really think that a man can breastfeed? <laughs> is my character on this sitcom really stupid? Because if it is, I can do the voice. That's the thing he says. That's is actually, that if yeah, he, that's actually extremely problematic. <laughs> like, I yeah, assume he means like a like a... A brain damage voice. He's gonna do. He's gonna do. Uh, uh, he's gonna do a voice. radio voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. A radio voice is exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's gonna or talk a like Forrest Gump voice or something. Yeah, special Ed from Crank Yankers. He's gonna do that. Yeah, and uh, he later talks about knowing Michael Bay. I think. Yeah, and there's a part where he's like, "I can get Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Felipe to do this." You and I out loud was I out loud was like Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds would never do this, and then they say yes. Ryan Gosling would never do this, which is true. Ryan Felipe, maybe. Who's right Ryan now? Felipe? Yeah, I've never heard. Uh, of that. He was the one who was married for... to Reese Witherspoon. Yep. Um, he was in. Um, I know what you did last summer. He's, he's more famous for being married to Reese Witherspoon than for his acting. Uh, maybe he's he would in, be um, in the mini. He's the... in um, uh, Cruel Intentions. Yeah, He's that's where he met her, right? Is they did this like teen sex erotic thriller, yeah. right? Uh, he's great in. Oh, he's wait, he's fantastic in a movie we all watched together. We've never watched a movie together. It's an NBC program, uh, uh, or based on an NBC program, a small part of an NBC program. He shoves a carrot up his ass, or maybe it was some celery. WWE, MacGruber. <laughs> He's in MacGruber. He Mac- oh, I didn't watch uh. MacGruber with you guys. You didn't watch MacGruber with us? Oh. No, I missed that one. Good movie. <laughs> when, they get, when they assemble the whole team, and then the car explodes, and he's just like, no! Oh. I had a conversation with um, Will Forte about where he should eat in Dublin. What did you the, tell him? When you were an extra the, on that show that he's filming? Yeah, wh- when, when I was an extra on that show that doesn't seem to exist... Because it was supposed to come out in October 2023, and I haven't seen anything about it in an awfully long time. What is it premiering on? Netflix, I believe. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's consistent with Netflix. Oh, yeah? It might actually just come out next month? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's what they do. This is why they just they buy a bunch of things, and then they just drop it one day, and everyone's like, do you hear about this show that's on Netflix? All right. Well, anyway... Bodkin is the name of the TV show. Um, does it have a release date? Let me see if IMDb has anything up on it. I didn't realize, Stephen, that this was coming from higher ground. You mean Obama's company? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Obama's I didn't know obsessed. that, you, I didn't know that obs- you went woke. Yeah, Obama's obsessed with Ireland. They should start calling him uh, Barack O apostrophe Obama. Has that joke been? I've never seen that joke before. I don't know. Do you guys know about Barack Obama Plaza? What? No. 
Oh, sorry. This right, is like Nakatomi Tower or something like that. Sidebar. Plaza. Like. So, so, so everybody's favorite, like, rest stop in Ireland is Barack Obama Plaza, where, where they just have, like, statues of Barack Obama and, like, a cardboard cutout of him and Michelle that you can take pictures with. And it's just literally just called Barack Obama Plaza. And it's, like, kind of on the way to Limerick, I think. Um, I know it's definitely on the way from Dublin to Limerick, uh, and so if you're ever going anywhere, you're like, you're, you're like, oh, I need to pee, and we're like, are we going past Barack Obama Plaza? Every Irish you gotta person. stop. Great bathrooms. <laughs> you're just eating a candy bar in Barack Obama Plaza. It's yeah, it's a president themed county Tipperary. Rest. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's got Tipperary. a Wikipedia page. Yeah, of course it does. It's real. <laughs> I didn't doubt that it was real. I just was surprised that it has a big sign that says Barack Obama Plaza. It looks like it's a Circle K sign. Like, it does look like you're like, well, this isn't related at all. Does he know about this? It's so bizarre. They made it for him, like, huh? (laughs) No, they made it for him in honor of his visit. You get a plaza named after you. Yeah, he visited and they were like, we love that. We're going to name a plaza after you. They have him photoshopped in a soccer jersey or maybe a rugby jersey. I'm not really clear. It's a it's, it's a weird place, but it is like a bit of crack. This is the most American thing that's not in America. Right. This <laughs> seems like a thing that is in the middle of the Midwest somewhere. Yeah. yeah the YouTube. Obama's Irish gas station in all caps. <laughs> oh, yep. they've got Island a Papa John. They got a Papa John's? Yeah, they do, yeah. <laughs> they got a Papa um, John's and then a bunch of things that I've not heard. That are Irish. Yeah, Supermax. Yeah, su- super subs. Super Max. Oh, there's a the- Tim Hortons. Oh, su- they have Tim no, Hortons in Ireland. There's no, Tim- no, there's no Tim Hortons. Dude, okay. I'm reading what this sign says here. They, at one point, there was a Tim Hortons. Okay. It was the one Tim Hortons in Ireland, and it was rejected fundamentally by the people. <laughs> oh yeah, I see <laughs> it. Wow. We can't. We, we yeah. We don't buy into this. No, Supermax was the company that McDonald's tried to sue because they named two things too similar to McDonald's, but they like. I the I don't remember why Supermax one. Good for them. (laughs) I would love a Supermax. When you guys come visit, we'll we'll make sure to stop. Go to Barack Obama Plaza. We have yeah, we must. And you'll be like, I worked on a show he produced. It's like on the way to the Ring of Kerry. It's it's like it's very yeah. There's a lot of cool things past there. Yeah, 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 you're just like let me show you all my favorite things in Ireland. Here's that. So Randall. Yeah, uh, so Randall is uh, the he's the one that uh, is is played by Sterling K. Brown, and uh, we don't know that they're related. Is the idea at this point uh, when you're watching the show for the first time? Uh, only this episode. Yeah, so Randall, as we learn at the end, is the adopted uh, sibling of of uh, Kate. Oh my God! Him. Yeah, I was going to say, what are their names? I've already forgotten them. I've clicked away. Um, honestly, yes, honestly, if I had two white children and a black child, and I had, t- and I named, <laughs> I see where you're going with this joke, and I'm gonna love it. <laughs> it just you, seems like, yeah. just seems like naming both of them with a K, the K K, and then R. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on there. Like, <laughs> Could you imagine? Just, and they, uh, they must. I wish that maybe they have it. But just a scene where you get Milo being like, and then we got Kevin, and we've got Kate. And then we've got, and then just panic strikes him as he points at his black son and is like, <laughs> like, oh my God, we should name them all with the same first letter. Yeah. That's amazing. That's beautiful. It'll just be we'll like, do, yeah. 
We'll do Kevin, Kate. We got Kevin and Kate, and, and then. And yeah, and, Ke- fully and Kenny down. and Kenneth, yeah, and then and then and then just like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh my God, just Randall, actually, we after actu- your father, we actually we actually changed it. Hey, uh, mom and dad, I he's I, actually I named for the my, poet Dylan Randall. I was looking sure, at my whatever. records, and it seems like you changed my name from Kenneth to Randall when I was six years old. Why did that happen? Um, no, well. We had an epiphany one day that your name should be Randall. We realized how wrong it would be <laughs> if we had three and children. And then it's like, it's like, oh, we've got this cool little like similar, we've got this consonance in, in the white children and then Randall. Yeah. Uh, he's looking up, he's hired a PI to find his biological father who left no, him at he, a fire station. That He did this already. That's the thing. It's yeah. not he's doing this. This has happened. He's, we, getting, we infer- he's getting the information from a PI, though. I think I it believe. rules, actually, that we are introduced to them, and he explains that he did this, while his two daughters are playing soccer at the same time, and he and his wife inst- have determined that the best way to handle this is they will stand next to each other, staring at opposite games, and at certain points will swap. Can I talk this about is... an insane thing that happened on the Plex subtitles uh, for this? Sure. Um, I was so during the soccer game. Shout out to OpenSubtitles.com. Yeah, probably one of the one of the daughters is like knocking girls on their ass. Like she's she's just a goon out there. She's yeah. Uh, the and, other one's doing a French bread. Yeah, and Randall says that's my little badass. And for God knows what reason, the subtitles on Plex said. That's my little bull dyke, which <laughs> doesn't context. sound like the word badass. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't B sound like badass at all. And also, like, horrifying makes a little bit of sense. Like, yeah, that so, seem like... I get, yeah, like, I get if someone wrote that joke, I would get it. It'd be a very bad joke. It's very yeah. offensive and also insane <laughs> for calling a child that, especially from their straight dad. <laughs> if I knew someone that was like, oh, this is my bull dyke friend, I'd be like, whoa. But it's like, yeah. who wrote this and how did that wind up? Uh, Travis, this is this file? your first experience with the wonderful website that is opensubtitles.org? No, but this is the first time it's been like that. That egregiously <laughs> wrong. I, like, I love any time where I'm watching something like a really quiet, simmering foreign film. And the last line is like two minutes before the end of the movie. So then for like the end of the movie, I just get like an open subtitles.org ad written there yeah. or like a gambling yeah. website right, listed as, as I'm watching thirst and like characters are burning to death as the movie ends spoilers. And it's just like, Oh damn, I do. If I You're do need to, to gamble, I should go to the site. <laughs> yeah. I but yeah, like, that's uh, unbelievable. he spent $1,500. Travis is my to- level. Like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Travis really is. Travis is really like a soft butch lesbian when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, I mean, I'll always think about uh, our friend Dana referring to straight men as butch queens and being Not like, wrong. you know what? Sure. <laughs> also, that time someone said, "Can a can a straight man be butch?" and then was immediately <laughs> greeted with a photo of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Randall uh, has, has spent money to find his biological father, and he's found him, and he decides uh, he's, he's not going to go. And then he's like, actually, I am going to go meet him. And immediately... I'm going to drop by to tell this guy, fuck you. In the most amazing fashion. He talks about paying like twelve or $120,000 cash for a car. 
Yeah, he goes. His father's played by Ron Cephas Jones, who RIP. is a very recognizable face who just died like two weeks ago. Yeah, um, and I am yeah. one of those guys who, unfortunately, really was hitting like this stride from the 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 uh, the profile this show gave him because I think he wins an Emmy in supporting actor for this. Yeah, um, um, and it kind of was a, a real moment that was cresting for him. Yeah, he just shows up at this dude's house to be like. 36 years ago, you dropped me at a fire station, but I was raised by two loving parents, and I bought this really nice car, and I'm here to tell you, like, I made it, despite what what you may have thought, would it, like, and he's just like, okay. Like, I don't, like, what would you do at the, if you were William here? Like, I'd probably just be like, that's good to hear. I'm glad that, I'm glad that I made the right decision and gave yeah. you a good life. Like, am I supposed to be, like upset like i don't know what he's going for and then yeah he's great because he's just like do you, do you want to come in and he's like sure <laughs> like okay yeah, i will I, the part later is like seems like you want me to try and defend myself so that you can tell me screw you and then leave <laughs> he's like no yeah and then comes out and he's like do you want to meet your grandchildren and then that guy is having a whirlwind day there yeah. were a few there were a few like i'm gonna like drive by insults like uh, Friday Night Lights style. There's a really good one in the finale mm-hmm. where he just like tells him how shitty he is and then walks away. Um, You're talking, well, but Griffin Dunn isn't telling that guy he's shitty. He's saying I love you in his own way. Yeah, sh- sure. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Joan Didion's nephew when we're damn well ready. <laughs> but yeah, William is just like okay, like cool. I'll get to meet my grandchildren. And the reason why he's so chill and vibed out with all this is he's dying. Yeah, and he does have that. There's the part I did enjoy. This is, I think, one of the better written parts of this. Maybe I'm completely off base, and my brain was melted by this point. Um, was when he uh, was just like when was when he um, was then when Randall was like, "Are you sick?" And he's like, "No, sick was a few months ago. I'm dying." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like that line. And he doesn't mention. Like, nope. He, there is nothing you can do. There is nothing you can do to save this. He also doesn't um, mention that this character is apparently bisexual. Yeah. Sure. They never they never lit him in in the properly, <laughs> so I couldn't tell. Well, yeah, you have to you have to get special lights to do that, and it only glows on certain people. Uh, yeah, and I did also like though when uh, his wife when uh, is like, "You brought this man home," and he just is like, Sterling K. Brown has one of the best unhinged laughs <laughs> in television, and he does it, and you're like, "This man is not well. This man is going to, yeah. uh huh, yes." And he's not well. He is having a nervous breakdown. Absolutely. As, you know, as uh, as many people do. Um, and it's cool and it's fine. You can have a nervous breakdown as a little treat. That's the just the three kids storylines. I mean, we see, like, Kate, like, yeah. start start falling further for Toby. And we also see, yeah, we she goes on a date Kate. with Toby. It is established that Kate and Kevin are brothers. Or yeah, because yes. Kevin's just, and like, in her house at the end of yeah, the day. Kevin, yeah, just yeah Kevin, Kevin walks into the house... Uh, well, first she has the moment where she's fallen after she weighs herself, and then Kevin shows up to help and yeah. um, ices it with ice cream, and uh, he's like, you didn't have any ice, and she's like, this is a new low, which is what anyone would say in that moment, I'm pretty sure. be like, damn, this is a sobering look at my life. I mean, we don't have any ice uh, really in our house, like we just don't keep ice around um and a while back um around is a got, weird word there i don't know we don't keep ice. we just don't i know we just don't thank you for jumping out because i was right about to be like what do you mean you have ice around <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> we could where, where? we don't we choose not to have ice in our do you not like a cold really? drink 
I do, but not enough to bother. To what? <laughs> to make ice? Do you know how long it takes to make ice? Not very. Uh, but we. So, but what happened? Uh, a while back as my fingers got slammed in the closet door oh. um, and really, really gnarly bruised and everything. And all I had available were either Alex's fa- fake meat uh, stuff that she keeps in the freezer in bags or a bagel <laughs> that I had in the freezer at the time. <laughs> did you uh, use the bagel? That, I used you the bagel the for a bit. I was like, this isn't working. And then I got the fake meat. And it you did the fake better. meat because there's nothing more <laughs> iconic in television than guy holding a steak up to his black eye. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have any so. bags of frozen peas or whatever, the classics. Anyway. You got, well, those are nice because you can bend them. Yeah. You know, uh, I have a bag of frozen peas in my freezer uh, because peas are delicious. But also in case I ever, you know, get punched or whatever. Um, yeah. So he, he shows up later after her date with Toby. And that's where uh toby is just like is that the manny which is i imagine a delightful experience uh i do like when he goes to take the selfie and kevin is in the midst of explaining how he has done something important and like made a choice for himself and quit the television program and then pauses and is like yeah no of course i know what's up i have him it's like travis with his camera awareness yeah that's how you become a famous actor and then um we go back to jack and rebecca where uh, we've we've been told that it's going to be a difficult pregnancy. Uh, there's a wonderful doctor played by a classic that guy uh, who uh, was in How- American House of Cards as uh, a, a villainous industrialist. That's where I recognized him from. But uh, who gives some real tough, gruff speeches throughout that did get me to be like, "Damn, life is a fragile, beautiful thing. It's all a miracle or yeah. a conundrum that we're here, and we just gotta be nice to each other." Um, but uh, he, he's uh, taking over because the their doctor that they're supposed to uh, have uh, his appendix ruptured yeah, or something like that. Yeah, so and he's like are. in between his screams of agony, he filled me in on your situation. <laughs> so I'm, I know and, what's uh, going on with these triplets. I've been delivering babies for fifty years. They're uh, three weeks. Or sorry, they're six weeks premature. Though I think my mm-hmm. least favorite part of this show was when, or the, the least favorite part of my uh, this episode is when. The doctors like trying to be like, "Hey, let's discuss contingency plans for what happens if you know things are a bit difficult." And that's like, things are, will not be difficult. I'm going to give an impassioned speech about how I made three cribs to shut up the doctor and overrule my wife who is pregnant because I believe in the vibes. The vibes. I believe in the vibes so hard that I don't want to discuss. <laughs> what we are going to do if things go wrong. I mean... And the, doctor, and the doctor's reaction to this is like, I think you're going to be a good dad. No, the doctor's reaction is good because his wife says, I love you. And then he says, I like you. Let's start there. And then walks away. <laughs> Fair enough. But then later he says he'd be a good dad. I was like, he won't be a good dad. Literally, you wouldn't let the doctor be a doctor because you're too obsessed with the vibes. I think... Parenting is just vibes-based. <laughs> I think, unfortunately for Jack, his, he didn't believe yes. in the vibes enough. Yeah, and you one of the it, children. You think that? So you think that it was his belief that caused the child? He to was die? the one who faltered <laughs> in the moment. Much like Orpheus, he looked back. Yeah, and for that reason, one of his children Much. was stillborn. Yeah, I like the doctor guy. He's charming. Yeah. Uh, we love a his folksy line doctor. He's like, who? I know the first thing you're thinking about me. I am 73 years old. However, I am my. 
I my faculties are still intact. Otherwise, I would be doing much I, better things than pulling eight pound objects out of women's vaginas. Yeah, you'd be like, I unfortunately am still good at this shit, and that means <laughs> I am still doing it. God, I wish I could hang it up, but I am the best at this. And yeah. uh, he gets he gets a sixty six percent clear rate on this one. And uh, well, they said there was nothing they could do about the third one. Like it do. had been strangled by the umbilical yeah. cord. Um, very sad. Uh, Just like what Professor X did to his tw- uh, evil twin in the womb. <laughs> he, he recognized his, his fetus choked the choked him with the umbilical cord. Yeah, he choked Cassandra Nova because he recognized that she was an evil parasitic spirit. So he choked her in the womb. Did but he use telekinesis as a fetus to do that? No, he was aware because he's a mutant in a special way. Okay. Don't worry about it. Comics are amazing. I just mean, did he physically as a fetus like manipulate it or did he use his mind to move? He, I think he just, I think he physically manipulated it. Like he moves over, <laughs> choked okay. her out. This has been your uh, X-Men update. No, um, that comes later when Kevin's reading the new mutants. Uh, but yeah. yeah um, uh, and so, yeah, they, 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 they lose the one kid and then Jack uh, goes and looks at the two and starts talking with a firefighter. Well, okay. Before this, the doctor says, you're going to take three kids home today, just maybe not in the way you thought. And he meant, like, metaphorically, the third kid will be with you in spirit. No, he meant the little... He actually meant the little crate. He meant the little coffin. The sad little (laughs) coffin they're going to take that kid home in. Yeah, you can take the little stillborn stillborn fetus with you. You know, it's fine. (laughs) People do it every day. Yeah, very depressing speech, actually. Uh, No, what what actually happens is... He gets to talk to the firefighter. Little Randall. Yeah, and uh, they, he's like, well, I have an idea. But also the other thing that happens is the firefighter is like, you want a cigarette? And you're like, you can't smoke in hospitals, except you can, because it's 1980, not 2016. Oh, my God. No one could have told at any point, not in the least bit, that it was 1980. What? Oh, my God. What a twist. They're not four interconnected random people. It's a family. Westworld took like a whole season to do this kind of reveal. That was basically that was basically the reveal in Westworld, wasn't it? <laughs> Just that it was two timelines. That yeah, two ti- yeah, yeah. And Jimmy Simpson was there, and he was trying to kill himself <laughs> in both of these shows. <laughs> a very menacing Ed Harris should have appeared oh, on this show, that's but unfortunately, where I know Jimmy Simpson not. from the most is Westworld. <laughs> yeah, I young man, young man in black. Yeah, it would be so cool if Ed Harris showed up and started shooting people in this show. <laughs> Be like, damn, do you know how Jack died? Yeah, no, he got shot by Ed Harris, one of the scariest men alive. He got shot by a very rich man pretending to be an evil cowboy. <laughs> I think at that point he qualifies as an evil cowboy. I will be real I with suppose. you, Travis. I think I he suppose. has been an evil cowboy long enough in the fiction of Westworld that he gets to be one. Yeah, that is kind of the point of that character. Um, we'll talk about that when we watch Westworld someday. Did you guys know that the voice actor for Toby, I'm sorry, the actor who plays Toby is the voice actor for the Hump Day Camel and Geico commercial? I hate hate him now. Fuck you, Chris Sullivan. I already didn't like him, so. You're vindicated in this. That was the first episode of This Is Us. Yeah, about a wonderful family of insane, unhinged people. Of pretty whatever people, frankly, I don't know. Yeah. They're just people. They're like us. They're it's really a show. It's really a show people. about what if a family was like Wait normal. A second. Like, what if they were unconventionally structured, but otherwise just went through regular trials and tribulations of life? Stephen, you said, "Wait a second. I'm waiting. What if the us in the title is the viewer, and we're also The Walking Dead? Oh, right. <laughs> it rules so much that Walking Dead was like, no, they're not The Walking Dead." 
That's the fucking dead people that are walking around. It rules that the movie, I mean, the show itself ultimately in the final moment was like, that's the walking dead pointing at a bunch of zombies. No, no metaphor. And I would love it if they were like, yeah, that wasn't us. That's not my family at all. I don't have a sister. We've never had a slow cooker related accident. I don't know if I've ever had a, my family's ever had a slow cooker. We had a a crock pot. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I guess who here would watch now. more This Is Us and have uh, and get to experience uh, Milo Ventimiglia dying from a crockpot that causes a fire and then later he has a heart During attack? the Super Bowl, yes. Wait, yeah. when you say during the Super Bowl, do you or, mean... Sorry, it's the night of the Super Bowl. I think it's after the Super Bowl. Okay. Do so, you mean... But hold on. Did that episode air after the Super Bowl too? then? I don't think so. Okay, because if they did... The post-Super Bowl <laughs> episode of This Is Us, Jack dies. I'm trying to see if they did that, because that's awesome. That'd, that'd be wild to do, yeah. Like, the thing that's supposed to get people, like, sucked into the show, who maybe haven't seen it before, and be like, we killed the dad. <laughs> that would rule. So I'm adding I'm adding a third tier to this rating system that you, um, that you ask us about uh, between episodes, which is, it's a binary, right? It's, it's, would you watch more This Is Us? So, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say there's yes and no, and in between it's yes if there was someone that I was in love with who was wanted to watch it with me. And, th- <laughs> and, and like, you know, Mind of Mencia obviously is no. There is no caveat. It's just no. This Is Us falls into that middle category, I think. I don't think I'd watch the whole thing. Maybe I would. Depends on what part of our relationship we're in. If, if we're like, you know, new relationship yeah, or like I understand. dating for five years. If your years. love could handle that. And then you could lean over to them uh, during uh, season two, episode 14, Super Bowl Sunday, and say, this episode aired immediately after Super Bowl 52. Did, it, did they really everyone do it? Saw, everyone saw the Eagles beat the Patriots, right. and then were rewarded by watching Milo right. Ventimiglia die. Was it actually aired after the Super Bowl? It was it that? right Was that the Philly special that. one? Yes. You get oh to my see... God. You get to, <laughs> a Super Bowl I watched with Foles, you, Stephen. The Nick Foles Super Bowl. Yeah. I watched that Super Big Bowl Dick with Nick. you, and if we had kept watching afterwards, we would have seen Milo die. For the record, the last Super Bowl and last football game Jack Pearson ever watched was uh, when the Broncos defeated the Packers um, to earn John Elway his first Super Bowl. Oh, so wait, that means that Jack Pearson got to see the drive? Isn't the drive against the Browns in like the but that's early... In the... Oh, was, no, oh, that's like an 80s Broncos team that you're did right, that. You're right. I, for some reason, I was like, isn't that the one that... Oh, That's one of those Broncos so much... teams that then gets destroyed in the Super Bowl or whatever. This is the thing. As he makes it so much older than I thought he did, is what I'm learning. Yeah, this is Elway at the end of his career. His last two seasons of his career are his two Super Bowls. I just, I'm like, yeah, those kids... He dies when those kids are like, what, 10? So I guess they make... Yeah, they make it much further than I thought. Uh, this also means that the last halftime show and thus probably the last musical performance that Jack ever witnessed was Boys to Men, Spooky Robinson, The Temptations, Martha Reeves, and Queen Latifah. Of course. What a way and to go The last out. national anthem you ever heard was by Jewel. What if God was But you watched Terrell Davis with a migraine. Which is not a Jewel song. I always do that. No, that's Joan Osborne. You fool. Yeah, everyone you does. Angry. You, you imbecile. Yeah, a smoker got fired and then he uh, saved everyone and then he died later of a heart attack caused by the smoke inhalation. Damn. 
RIP to a to a legend, even though he continued to be on the television. Yeah, program. it's like then they write him off the show, but it's like you don't have to because you can just keep going to the past, I guess. So he just stayed on forever. Yeah, they just continued to show him as they had. I guess at this episode, it hadn't established that he was dead. Uh, I guess though. I guess they do use like past tense when talking about him. So yeah, and then he dies, and then I guess Rebecca married his best friend sometime later, and then he died, and then she died. And I guess at the end of the penultimate episode, she gets like Alzheimer's or something. And then as she dies, she like envisions herself like getting on board a train with a bunch of people and then finally like waking up with Jack or whatever. So all the scenes ah, she's waiting Jack on a and train? Rebecca in this episode are her dead or in like her dying, her dying thoughts or yeah, in the afterlife or whatever, being like, I'm going to miss them. Uh, yeah, so the finale of This Is Us, which I have to pull the page back up for. Uh, I can't believe that you guys weren't like The finale of This Is Us, which is simply titled Us. Well, it's because this is. It was. This was. Why didn't they call it This Was Us? This episode. This episode is us. So, uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke are there, and they just show up and they murder... creepy duplicate versions of everyone. That would be Tim Heidecker also is there for some reason. Oh, yeah. That I haven't seen that one, so I can only speak. It seemed spooky, so I didn't see it. But now, I'm brave, so maybe I will see it. Yeah, this isn't that scary. It's definitely the most, like, scary of the three Jordan Peele movies, but it's not, like, an intense horror film. And I, I referenced it earlier. I did like when um, uh, Kevin like takes one step towards the producer and the producer immediately flinches. He's like, I'm not going to hit you. And I was like, you could just, what if you killed everyone though, dude? <laughs> you just went wild. Yeah. In killed front of all. the live studio audience. Yeah, kill them yeah. all. Yeah. I'm honestly like, I'm kind of surprised that hasn't happened. I mean, Alec Baldwin got close, but that was sort of different. Um, that is not even close to what happened in that, but okay, Wow. Right? He shot somebody on set. But it wasn't like Alec Baldwin came in and was like, Wah! and then picked up a gun and shot somebody. It <laughs> was like a like, prop I mean, gun that was supposed to have blanks sure, in it and have just, live rounds. Or did they just cover up what really happened because Alec Baldwin I, I, You're right. I guess I guess the woke media might not be telling the true story as to oh, what happened. Oh, he thought it was a blank. It does have a history of rage. He did leave that very nasty voicemail the one time. <laughs> uh, so we see uh, the, the story... Relatively quiet uh, in our cutting in Us in the finale, which aired May 24th of 2022. Uh, but we get... Um, yeah, I almost uh, picked two... this a year ago, basically, and then... Yeah, when it ended. It. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the two interweaving stories we get are basically a day where the whole, where the big three, just they have nothing planned, so they just are home all day with their parents, and we get um, uh, Rebecca's funeral. And it's weird that it's not until the last, like, seven minutes of this two hours that we have dedicated to this that we actually watch the three siblings all interact with each other on this television program. But I thought yeah. that was pretty fun, uh, how that shook out. Well, we but, see them interact as young people, as kids. I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. We, we, don't see the, we don't see the, the main versions the of them, is how I would say. Yeah, the leads. Uh, we have gotten another time skip because they are now all older. It's 2033 uh, yeah. now. Okay. And Mandy Moore is dead. Yeah. All right. A nation said. mourns. <laughs> That's true. We're all like, damn. Dime. 
What a dime. She's gone. <laughs> Mandy, I'm We love you, you, Mandy. But uh yeah, so we, we she recalls we, we actually open with um uh Jack and Rebecca looking at each other and Jack being like, I didn't know you had that scar under your eye. And she explains the story of how she got that scar from a shitty swing set or like a shitty slide. She was on the slide yeah, that set. cop flew down. She was on the cop slide. She was a swing went. set and she hit her head on her oh, the Boston slide. Yeah, yeah, I was amazed that you weren't immediately running when I was like for a second, I was like, is Travis okay? He didn't pick he didn't immediately want to start. He didn't go, he didn't go to the meme slide. <laughs> I the fact that I have known multiple people now who have uh, posted on Instagram going to that slide. <laughs> I don't who that everyone's been like, it's really easy to go down. We don't know what that cop possibly could have been doing to come out that way. And that's the, the thing about it is like it's so bizarre. Their footage, I like. I'm just like I. I this is the the one time I'm like, man, I feel bad for that cop because it's like I don't know how that happened. <laughs> he got fucking rocketed. The reverse He's backwards and upside down. The, when someone reversed it, it looks like he got sucked up. Very good yeah. too. But yeah, um, no, she went down that swing, and then she's got a uh, she's got a scar under her eye, and Jack yeah. only just notices it, and um, it's cute. I never noticed that when I was alive. Now I've noticed yeah. that. Now, now I see it. Now I see and all. She's of you. like, I want to play with the kids again, and he's like, you'll be in their lives, and she's like, I want to be all there. I mean, I don't want to like watch him shower or anything. He's like, I understand what you mean. You don't have to qualify. This is heaven. It's not weird, okay? Or maybe it's hell, and it is. Well, weird. I want to watch them fuck their partners and take a dump. Just get the whole thing. Travis revealing his dark desires. <laughs> don't watch your children do any of that stuff, Travis. You have to if you're in the afterlife. That's what some. Oh. I mean, some people are basically. You have to that. if you're in hell. You don't have to if you're <laughs> in heaven. No, that's what all. I thought this was a lot. Of, a lot of like young Christian kids are taught. Like every time you're masturbating, like your your dead grandma sees that. Well, unfortunately, you're not talking to any young Christians here, so we're, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Sure, that sounds like what they want to tell people. My grandma died after I was an adult, so that feels a little bit less worse, less bad. <laughs> but she watches anyway. now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. She she's watching now. It feels a little bit less bad. Did we talk about the fact that they were watching a dolphin fuck a man when she took him back on the date? Or do we just skip over that? In This Is Us? Yeah. What? They're watching a dolphin fuck a man? <laughs> I don't think yeah. that happened. Oh, my God. Dude, they cut to they cut to I'll fucking find it. I'll tell you exactly where to click. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking find it, dude. <laughs> you don't th- you missed when they were watching a dolphin fuck a man? <laughs> yeah, I did. Were they watching that King of the Hill episode? No, they were watching. Steven, a... I want you. To, I want you to explain what you are talking about, and then we can find the clip. <laughs> who's the, who's okay. they? And what was, they where is, was they? Great question. Is Kate, who is they? Other, don't, Kate sorry, and, don't say us. <laughs> they is, is us. Kate and what's his name? Tony is it? Toby. 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 Yeah, Kate and Toby. They're on the date, and they're like in the house, and they're drinking. And he's showing her a video. This is another reason I don't like Toby. He's showing her a video of a dolphin fucking a man and like <laughs> in the butt and or maybe riding him. I don't know. A real like, dolphin or like an a animated real dolphin. dolphin? A real dolphin. They're like, oh, yeah, they do this because blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what? what? Why? Why watch it? They're watching. They're watching Mr. Hands. Uh... <sighs> okay. Talk no, about, I missed Talk that. about the episode. Okay. I can't. Uh, <laughs> you dropped you, You've really, really I didn't broke anything that was in me. the episode. 
Uh, do we want to talk about the past timeline or the future timeline? I I just I I'm, I'm on pins and needles waiting for Steven to to come through to with like a time. time anyway, <laughs> while you're doing that, I'll talk about the past timeline when it shows them as adolescents and Randall's mathletes competition is canceled. The family just has a whole day together to do whatever they want, but only Kate has any ideas. Hold on a sec. Hold so, on a sec. Hold on a sec, Travis. Okay. I'm, I'm also searching. This is a video of a dolphin on top of a man. The dolphin is humping the person. This happens at 30 minutes and 20 seconds into the episode. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm just like saying, a video title you described it as like a dolphin, dolphin fucking someone up the ass, is what you did say, which is the jarring phrasing where I was like, I don't know <laughs> this how, was on NPC. how we continue. It's humping him. Yes, I understand what That's you're saying. That's different than fucking him anally. <laughs> That's, I just wish. Those are different things. You made it sound like Toby was like, check out this bestiality porn. Is that not what uh, they were watching? They are watching a dolphin that has jumped out of the water and is like, Jumping on a person and then goes back into the water. I think there's implications. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> it says, uh, see here, it says, is it even legal? And then it says, no, not That's in this country. That's the name country. of the video? <laughs> no, it's the name of the video is Friendly Dolphin. And what she says is, is it even legal? And he says, no, not in this country. The video... <laughs> John McAfee stands up. Ian, uh, Ian, the video is, I don't think, I think it's pretty clear. I think he's naked. No, he's not. There are clearly shorts. And then, and then, and then the dolphin slides off the man, and the man gives like a relieved face, and then Toby turns to her and says, do you want to fool around? He was really turned on by that uh, photo of the guy that looked like Jim McElwain. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> With the shark. Well... I guess that did happen on the television program, This Is Us. But in the finale. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, when they're yeah, kids. Um, only Kate I, has any ideas for fun things to do with the family. And the boys are yeah, grumpy. Uh, the boys are moody because they need to shave. Uh, that's the whole thing with yeah, them, Yeah, because they're starting to get little dirt stashes. I do actually... I do love uh, that uh, Mandy Moore gives the, sur- the, the sage-like advice to her son that I don't remember what she says because even she's like, what's up with you? And then he explains it and she's like, it sounds like it's nothing. You're just a child. And then and he's, he's like, you always like, know just what to say. And she's like, do I? Like just fully like none of this is making any sense to me, but okay. And yeah. so, yeah, like, yeah, they have that. She had earlier been like, nothing sounds great. And then of course she has to do some parenting. Because uh, the children are all moody, and um, uh, yeah, they they uh, try to play four square, but it rains out. I get they get rained yeah. out. And they watch watch old home movies, and uh, that they've seen a bunch of times. There was a cutesy Kevin's little song reading. that all the kids did. That they, yeah, they do that chant at the end of the episode too. That was some stupid. Oh God, that was tough. But the other thing is, they play pin the tail on the donkey, and then there's I'm another sorry. flashback. No, Travis, we cannot, we cannot just blow past you <laughs> watching children do a cute thing and go, Ugh, oh my god! Watching children do a cute thing and then doing it as an adult at the funeral. Their is, mother and... has died. Get no, over it. No, Travis, this is normal. <laughs> this is... Um, I'm really sorry, Travis, but but if you had like a, a little song that your parents taught you when you were whatever nine, and then you I wouldn't were remember it. 
They are reckoning with the fact that we are all just human, that we are briefly on this planet, and the great beauty and tragedy of our existence is that we do not get to see the people I we can, care about all the time. I am fairly confident that at either of our parents' funerals, my sister and I will not talk about cutesy home videos that we did well, as our comfort thing. I believe you, well, Travis. Well, great for you. I believe you, but it's okay that they did. I think that's yeah. fine. I understand that your eulogy for Paul will mostly be mean-spirited. No, my eul- well, a large part of my eulogy for Paul will involve um, the uh, Michigan Trouble with the Snap play because he has actually requested that. Um, but I don't. We'll see. We'll see what else goes. I about. talked about this a couple weeks ago with some friends about what we wanted at our funeral, and I was like, "Well, uh, Siani and I came up with the idea once that." Um, uh, at mine, he'll come up and be like, you guys, this isn't how Ian would want it. And then he'd press a button and Wild for the Night would start playing. And then women in bikinis would come out holding signs that say mourn above their heads. Yeah, and then just, yeah, mourn. <laughs> As like balloons fall and everything like that. Hey, you know? that there's there's a t-shirt cannon at my funeral. Anyway, they play Pin the Tail on the Donkey. Yeah, And then there's another flashback to Rebecca and Jack buying this Pin the Tail on the Donkey game. Because they saw that on the cover of it, there was a white boy, a black boy, and a white girl the yeah. playing weirdest, in the tail the, of the donkey. The weirdest thing. And they were like, wow, maybe there's that a family somewhere matters. out there just like us. And it's like, it's a party game. That's three people at a party. They don't yeah, have they to be, be a friends, family. Like, Are you yeah. stupid? Do you not understand <laughs> pin the tail on the donkey? Do you think everyone just plays that as a family all the time? Do you think, think like, Milo Ventimiglia looked at the director and was like... <laughs> Does this man not understand the concept of parties? <laughs> should I do a voice? <laughs> yeah, should, should, I, should I do a dirt dur voice while I look at the fucking pin the tail on the donkey game? But no, they play, uh, and that leads to possibly the hokiest moment in the entire episode, which is like Kate totally nails the tail on the donkey, and they're like, wow, how did you do it? And she's like, well, I, know where you I noticed are. where you all were before before I put the blindfold on, and you guys never shut up. So I was able, as long as I always know where you are, I know where I'm going. Sentimental music. Yeah. Oh, that's a note for Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. And then this entire writer's room was massacred. Uh, By you. Yes. Because you've ne- you, <laughs> your heart doesn't know love or softness or kindness. I'm very kind. I'm not nice. I've said this many times. <laughs> it doesn't make it correct. <laughs> yes, it does. You can say uh, a lot of things a lot of times, Travis. And I'm always right, so... Travis, one go. time you said that uh, people who say that people only say lol when they're trying to sleep with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> lol. No, people only say haha when they're trying to sleep with somebody. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> it was one of the... People say lol all the time. And I went, what are you talking about? And the whole mentions on this were everyone being like, you're Everyone's insane. <laughs> anyway, that's the that's the youth. That's the Yeah, the in the adult timeline. timeline uh, so we've learned, uh, uh, you know, we, we see, uh, mostly it's kind of Randall focus. We don't get as much from uh, Kevin and Kate, uh, if I remember correctly, you know. But uh, Kate, we learn, is now like running a series of... of um, it's like music schools for for blind children because uh, her and Toby had a blind child. Apparently, that became a musician. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, so so one thing I enjoy about watching the second episode with no context beyond the first episode <laughs> is there will be parts where they will cut to a small group of children playing in the sun, and I have no idea who any of them are, and I assume that they are important characters in the fiction of the television program, but because I don't, it's almost like a Terrence Malick movie where I'm just watching a child <laughs> run through a field with no idea who this child is. I was. I thought you were going to say one thing I love with is getting with no context. Someone saying, "I'm going to open so many music schools for blind children." I mean, that was good. <laughs> and just be like, that's yeah. really specific. Sure, yeah. But uh, she and Toby have gotten divorced at some point, uh, as we learn. Uh, yeah, they talk, and he says, "You know, I'm going to cross the ex-husband line a couple times in this, say some nice things," which was sweet. Um, as he is like, "Your mother, beautiful dime, wonderful woman, <laughs> everyone adored her." God, we're gonna, the world is lesser <laughs> without her. Uh, we've got uh, Kevin, and he is talking at one point uh, with, I don't know his name in the show. But, Nikki. Uh, is that the Griffin Nikki? Dunn character? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Jack's brother. Him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's Jack's brother. Jack's brother who accidentally his... got a kid killed uh, in Vietnam. I, I love that you read my mind and said, Travis, what's his deal? He apparently was trying to teach a young Vietnamese child how to fish with a grenade. <laughs> and you can see how that ended. <laughs> and people took the show seriously? <laughs> yes. Griffin Dunn killed a kid with a grenade? Vietnam, yeah. No, I, actually, wait. Hold on a sec. With the way that the show is done, that wasn't Griffin Dunn, right? No, well, no. no. Was, wait. No, because Griffin Dunn is playing him at his current age, and this is supposed to be oh, during so Vietnam. Oh, so this is where they fucked up. Because what they should have done is they should have had it been... I mean, I love that it's Griffin Dunn, but they <laughs> should have... After hours, a, Griffin Dunn. Yeah, they, well, they should have had a younger actor so that they could just have him in the old age makeup like they do with Mandy Moore. So they don't put Griffin Dunn in younger age makeup? I have to find out I what don't this think is. so. Yeah, Griffin yeah. Dunn plays Nikki Pearson. Okay, as the... the oh, the guy... <laughs> Uh, uh, the person who kills people, uh, uh who kills the young uh, Vietnamese child is Michael, um, Angarano, uh, uh, also in Oppenheimer. Uh, he's the kid from Sky High. <laughs> oh, huh. Okay. So he, uh, he killed a kid. He, he killed a kid with a grenade while fishing. Sure. Yes. Awesome. is he tried to teach the kid how to throw, how to catch fish with a grenade and the kid pulled the pin, um, and then because he didn't speak English, he didn't understand when he was like, get out of the boat or whatever. And also Beautiful. due to a tragic misunderstanding, Jack thought he like straight up murdered, like, murdered a, a child kid or something. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, he's there and, uh, and then he lives in a trailer for a long time. Well, yeah. So he explains that Kevin like showed up one day to talk to him and that's what pulled him out. And he was like, you know, I was living a comfortable life, not caring about things. And then you show up and I care about things. And then those things leave you dick monster. Ruin an old man's life like this. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was sweet. Um, and I love Griffin Dunn. Uh, after Hours. Fucking awesome movie. And then we find out Randall's foster daughter, uh, which I they adopted, uh, yeah. is going to have a son. And she's and naming really it after. Excited. Yeah, she's naming after it William. After, after William. That explains, like, I didn't know him, but I knew you. Um, and. Uh, uh, and, and this was, you know, the, you, we get the moment where he flashes back and uh, it's him talking with his father uh, as they're headed to Memphis on a road trip. Uh, sure. I believe this is where that character dies, I think is what happens there. It's like yeah, he's from so. there and then he goes home and dies or something like that. Yeah. Uh, we also had the speech where uh, 
Randall's wife, Beth, talks to him about, like, how he's so... What's he going to do without any more parents' funerals to go to? Good. He keeps, he keeps doing that, and because, She's like... like his, you buried four. He did find out that his mom, who had OD'd when he was born, or who they thought had died or whatever, actually did live, but then she died in 2015 or something. So the four parents well, he, he are... Find her. Okay, but wait, so the his four parents... His biological parents plus his adopted parents plus... Oh, yeah, so she actually doesn't count as that because she was already yeah, dead. Yeah, but you but mentioned that... Plus his step... I guess who would be yeah. technically a stepfather, but it's always weird when you're an adult and your parent remarries to call them But you said it was his friends, his dad's best friend, which... Okay. Yeah, Miguel, because uh, Rebecca connected with him after, like, 10 years after Jack died, her, like, posting something on Facebook or whatever, and sure. they got to talking incredible that's us that's life that but yeah us. also we learned that he's apparently like a senator or something like this is the most no, insane okay he ran for city it, it said i swear to god wikipedia was like in the midst of like a of like a nervous breakdown he ran for city council in philadelphia but he lived in new jersey sure or something like that uh travis he and now he's like, he, I'm going to run for president. Yeah, he's got to be like a governor or a senator or something like that. But they don't explicitly say what. Yeah. Because yeah, now, now yeah. it did flash forward. So, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, they flash forward and they're talking about how he's going to the DNC or the DNC wants him to go to Iowa. So, I imagine he's something like that. He could just be a weird rich guy that is uh, based yeah, out of Columbus, be, Ohio. He could be a guy who's polling at 1% that wants to run for president and, yeah, has the money but to the do fact it. that they don't, But the fact that it's not he wants to run for president. They're like, hey, you should run for president. Makes it feel like he's a guy of some sorts. Yeah. So I'm the DNC boys. hasn't gotten any more competent by the 2030s. I can't believe it still exists in the 2030s. <laughs> it's not very far away, Ian. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Look, 2030 is like Trump, 20 years Donald from now. Trump gets his third um, term. Term. Thank you. Oh, God. My brain was saying tenure. What the fuck? Um, when he gets his third they term, gave the Trump DNC tenure. will really get their shit together. <laughs> Donald Trump president so long he gets tenure. How old will he be in 2033? <laughs> so uh, old. Some quick math, I think 87. 10 years from now, so he'd be 87, yeah. yeah. Uh, he would still be younger than Clint Eastwood is in movies where he has three th- threesomes. <laughs> Is that on our board of things we reference a lot? I feel like the mule threesome is a thing you've brought up every fourth episode of this podcast. Yeah, that's fine. It just is inexplicable. It's approaching approaching 9-11 in Austin Powers. (laughs) Mr. President, a third mule story has just hit the podcast. Do you want me to talk about how he sings the credit song for Gran Torino instead? That's This Is Us. We did it. Yeah, anything else happened? That was they talk, well, they, they, they all sit they together yeah. and they talk uh, about their lives and that they promise not to drift. They promise not to drift, and then we watch the, the which parents. is why we do this podcast. Yeah, that's because why we promise not to drift. Because we, we had to marry, we had to bury our, our mother, or the podcast's mother, I guess. We only will drift in the Pacific Rim sense. Is the is the is the I don't know if we're drift compatible, Travis. Big Ten Conference. Oh no, it's Tammy. Um, yeah, sadly, yeah, sadly, we weren't. Bi- Packed um twelve, so we didn't really have to bury that mother. It's just going in a. It's becoming a bit of an empire. big direction. Thirteen yeah. and O to start the season. Is that what I saw? The yeah. Pac twelve was yeah. The, the Pac every Pac twelve team. Pac twelve is good as hell this year. Most of them played cupcakes and and but whatever. Utah but Utah didn't. Yeah, and I was at the UW game and fucking Oof. panics went off. Anyway, we can talk about that after. 
Big stats. Um, yeah, that was the, that was us talking about this is us, and we hope you enjoyed us talking about this is us because this is what we do. This is us, and we are you, and we'll still be here tomorrow to high five you yesterday. Oh, that's an old reference, but it checks out to a show we haven't covered yet. But we but could we'll sometime. At any point. Steven, you're next? Yeah, I was like, especially because Steven's up next. I am. Hey, guys. Um, I want you to pick a year out of two years. I, I, I was ready to just say one immediately. <laughs> um, you asked that, and I was just going to go 1983. No <laughs> questions asked. Okay. That's not one of the years. Um, Wait. Okay. So Travis and I are going to guess yours until we no, guess please, one of please, the Please, please, no. So I want you to pick between 1987 and 1993. It's the same show. Mm. 1987 and 1993. It's, it's the, the same, same show. show. Okay. Okay. Well, now it's a riddle. It's a bit of a riddle, isn't it? <laughs> a television program that, that premiered in 1987 and then was relaunched in some capacity in 1983. Let's, I'd go with whatever the OG is, 1987. Hold on. I Interestingly hmm. enough... I'm going to guess... The original no, that, came later. I can't... Well, hold on a sec. Does the ta- does, no, no, the math doesn't work out for it to be Law and & Order and Law and & Order SVU, does it? No. No, those are both later. And SVU uh, is still on? Or did it finally... SVU end? is still on. It is still oh, on. Jesus, I, I, live, on I live with a weekly SVU watcher. It is still going. So, actually, neither of these are the OG but I don't want to watch the OG. Um, I want to watch, based on the what, what only one person gave me an opinion, we are oh, going to watch yeah. S- Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, mm. my God. Mm. <laughs> I didn't think this was going to get this mm. reaction. This is a big one. <laughs> Why is it a big one? Uh, this is a television Never done program. A trek. We've not done a Trek. We probably have some friends who probably should have guessed it on that. That's the other thing, too. But that's right. I guess I. I don't know. I mean, I'm we just all know Trekkies. Well, we asked um, them already. We know we a ask... bunch of Trekkies. Is yeah. the thing that's where I immediately was suddenly like thrown. <laughs> um, I've never watched the show. I've seen the movies, so it's going to be Travis watched, talking about. I've never watched a Star Trek anything. Yeah, yeah. I decided. No, I wanted no, to I'm watch just fully like the oh, next this is generation be a big one. or also, Nine. And yeah, no, I, I figured that out any. once you said. Um, yeah. uh, once you said, oh wait, wait, it's Deep Space Nine, not Voyager for this. The, no, Voyager huh. is. It doesn't matter. Um, five. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I couldn't. And, uh, Voyager but no, ran um, concurrently with Deep Space Nine for like five years. That's crazy. Yeah. There's like seven Star Wars shows. I don't. I don't know. It's that crazy. Fair enough. Uh, I know. The other thing to note, I'm pretty sure, is uh, it's a two part premiere in Star Trek. Yeah. So it's going to be a long one. That's all. Anyway. I'm fine with it. I'm happy to do it. I I am very Trek curious, Travis. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Can you tell me everything you think you know about Star Trek The Next Generation starting now? Star Trek The Next Generation is, I believe, the second Star Trek series for television. And I believe it is the one that introduces Jean-Luc Picard as the captain. And people like it. I don't know. They go to space, boldly go, etc. Star Trek always seemed so goddamn boring to me. I've never, it's never, never appealed. Uh, I don't know. Is, do they have the Enterprise? Is that the ship that they're on? 
probably is there a holodeck do they go to that is this the is that the one where they go to the planet that where it's like 1920s america and they all talk like mobsters we that crossed time like 15 seconds ago, <laughs> I but say, I've been I enjoying say, watching like, you just go, I was like, Ian, this thing. Ian, and I've been this enough times that I know about how long Star Trek is. For the franchise yeah. is, is well, it was, I was about to say time, and then Travis is like, Enterprise, that the ship they're on. I was like, I want to see what else he's got there. <laughs> and then it's like, sure. they're holodeck. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to talk about Star Trek with Travis. <laughs> a man who immediately was like, shit seems like it sucks. I have seen... Multiple. I've seen many Star Trek movies. I have not watched the show, so this will be fun. That's interesting. It's easier to watch a movie than it is a whole television program. I think. Uh, We'll talk about that all next week. That's that's next week's content. Uh, This week's content was brought to you by us, and you can rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. We come across as uh, intellectual, apparently, and and knowledgeable about pop culture because we do these things, and then we can tell people (laughs) that we watch these. until you listen, I don't think she's ever listened to the podcast. <laughs> no, keep the keep the myth up. There was a moment the other day where we were talking. I was talking with some. Te- oh, what television show was it that we were talking about? And I kind of was like, oh, I've seen two episodes, and that was all. Oh, it was it was. Um, I was talking about Ple- Peaky Blinders with friends. Oh yeah, I do that all the time. And I, and I was like, oh, I've seen two episodes. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah I specifically have. Um, so, and that's uh, that's what's important. And we'll be back next week to talk about more episodes where we'll boldly go where we've never gone before to Star Trek. Steven, before, though, we take off, can you uh, bring us home? All my life, I got black women here, black women there. (laughs) Sterling K. Brown, multiple Emmy Award winner.